Yeah, as as uh, previously uh, advertised, uh, like today, Saturday, um, next episode on thoughts on things is Jaws. Yeah, man, what is it now? Episode what? Like 13 or something? I don't care, neither do you. But we're doing Jaws. What did you say, 1975? 1975. Starring Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, and... Um, Rob, Rob Schneider... Um, Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, and Kevin James, yeah. Uh, really liked it. Um, I like the bit where Adam Sandler puts the shark costume on and attacks Kevin James. I got a bit scared, but overall, 10 out of 10. It fits in well. First 10 out of 10. It fits, it fits well with the uh, Mall Cop Extended Universe. Mm. I think that's. I didn't think they could make it work, and then when I obviously I heard about the spin off coming out next year, where it's the Paul Blart Shark Cop. Yes. I was, at first, I was worried. I think we all were, but I mean, now, after re watching Jaws and really understanding it for the first time. You have a bold new perspective on it. Yeah, this absolutely. I'm ready for it. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll quit all that bullshit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. To start off with right. So, like the way that like I, like I I love shark films. Okay. I mean, and obviously because of seeing Jaws, but um, like Jaws, I think is is a lot different than like say a lot of modern shark films. I mean, they're. They're trash, and I've seen a lot of them, but they don't really, actually, really fully expand on. I think where Jaws, and it's it, it's the the thing with, with Jaws. I think it very much like it's obviously based based on a book, and I think it very much goes back to kind of the same links as like um, novels like Moby Dick, and like say Old yeah. Man in the Sea. Like I I, I, I think the comparison is direct. I know it's a film. But he brought it into everybody's I, uh, like absolute like sort of like general conscience of it. I wrote down Moby Dick, and I thought it was interesting that comparison because Moby Dick is like this timeless tale of how you, you you can't take revenge on an animal, and you know it just the captain he doesn't fucking get it, and you know it's 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 pretty you know you could you could write you say a lot about it you could write a lot about. Yeah, it, and then in th- this movie Jaws, it's like actually you can take revenge on an animal, and we're gonna fucking do it. Let's get in the boat. Well, I see it does. Go, it does go back to sort of like um, like almost like I think like kind of like Nordic folk tales of like like you say like people trying to take revenge or being angry at the sea or a creature because a lot of the time the the actual creature itself beating the fish mm. or like the sea as well is seen as a separate entity that are both battling against man and and they were told in this way because people related to that because they worked in the industry of mm. being in the sea so they were just like relatable tales a way of telling sort of moral tales that kind of carried on Right. And like I said, so I do re- I do really regard like Jaws as like it's it's not just about a big shark. It is more of a moral tale about humanity and how we deal with our perceived enemies. Because there are like say the the anger at the fishes is like almost like an elemental nature that you can't fight against. 
like the, like with Moby Dick, you can't take revenge on something that doesn't understand it. So I really do think that like Jaws, like it, it brings it very much in terms of bringing say so, like say something like a novel, something like Moby Dick, which wouldn't be like accessible to a lot of people, to make people actually think about something like this. I think it really is a fantastic film in in terms of does that. Like in terms of people can't hear the Jaws music without thinking about it. It like absolutely is brought into everybody's kind of like sort of moral conscience. Classic John Williams though, that score, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't get any of that. Uh, <laughs> I thought that it's Big Shark, man. It's a good film. It's a good film, The Big Shark. Three men going out on a fishing trip and only two go back. What more do you need? Spoiler alert, Quint dies. Uh, right, so the movie opens with a PSA. Our promiscuous women will inevitably be eaten by sharks. Um, I'm glad to see that Spielberg had his finger on the pulse back in 1975 because, you know, ladies were getting out of control, weren't they? We'd had the 60s and, you know, Jaws really put back in the place and I appreciate that. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> um, one thing I really did like, um, I always talk about, I, I always talk about um, some off-handed comment or piece of dialogue in the movie Every movie we talk about, I'm like, oh, that's the film that I want to watch. I want to. So in this movie, at the very start, when um, when what's his name, Martin? What's the what's the goddamn chief called? Brody. Yeah, Martin Brody. When he's starting his new job in there, and um, that old woman receptionist walking around, she's saying like, oh, we need to go down to the karate school because the nine-year-olds have been karate chopping the picket fences. Like, make that movie. I'd watch that. That sounds sick, man. Like the Karate Kid, but they're all vandals. The Karate Kid, but from Cobra Kai's perspective. I know what you're thinking. Luke, they made Cobra Kai. No. I just want to see kids going round. Low-level vandals. Yeah, low-level vandals, like, uh, like tearing up mailboxes and uh, like karate-chopping people's uh, picket fences and shit. Or running around in their little karate outfits with their white belts on. Like. <laughs> I think that's a very limited market you're looking for there. Mate, I'll watch it enough times to make it profitable, I promise you. Mm, I think you're on your own, man. The scumbag mayor I like as well. Um, he he's a fantastic character. Yeah, I really like the conversation with uh, Hooper where he's, he's always like, "Oh, this is a summer town. We need summer dollars." And Hooper says something about it. He says like, "Oh, you shout Barracuda, everyone's like, what?" And then I really thought he said, "But if you shout, ooh, Barracuda." <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> I was really waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> but it ultimately didn't happen. Um, also, one of the other things I wrote uh, down is that if a film is brilliant, a dog's probably going to die. So, what's he called in this one? Pipit? The little dog that's swimming in the ocean? Yeah. And then it's just a stick in the ocean? Yeah, the little dog Pipit, I think he's called. He gets eaten. Uh, Terminator 2. What's wrong with Woofy? I can hear him back. Or did he say Wolfie? But uh, John Connor's dog Max gets yeah. fucking murked. Your foster parents are dead. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> Halloween, Michael Myers like chokes that dog out. Like a standing rear naked choke on a dog or some shit. Uh, murders the dog. Um, what's the other one? That absolute brilliant fucking movie. Uh, Marley and Me. <laughs> 
that's your favourite dog murder movie, is there? But I don't know if you've ever um, if you've ever tried to watch a film with someone who's really into dogs, and you get about halfway through, and you're like, oh shit, and you remember that the dog dies, and I sort of re- I, like instinctually remembered that when the dog's out swimming in the ocean, I was like, oh shit, that dog dies, doesn't it? <laughs> Always, mate. All my favourite films are dog dies. Maybe it's. Uh, Maybe it's not Maybe a it's you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you can't contribute any ideas of brilliant films where the dog dies, Alien 3, I guess. That's what makes the Alien. Yeah. And we did say brilliant films, though, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Dog Die. Good film. Okay. Dog Live. Bad film. See, one of the, one of the I, th- I think one of the great things about this film, I think the kind of the general appeal of it, that like all of the characters seem like they're, they're very normal, right? Like they they act in very like kind of consistent ways. Yeah. Like like and again, it, it follows the kind of like the general horror film thing. New family Would moving we say to this new. Is a well, yeah, right. That's a good point. So we talked about. Salem's Lot, uh, Salem's Lot, Pet Cemetery last night. Yeah. Um. The like the beats in the intro of this movie are basically the same. Like he's moved because she's saying like, oh, what does she say to him? Um. Like don't like don't have to, uh, like a hard day or whatever. It's like oh, what in this town kind of thing. Yeah. It is very um very like Stephen King tropes at the start of it, isn't it? Like was he moved to Maine or something? Yeah, the, no, they moved they moved to, they moved to a quiet area to be I a bit more relaxed. God, yeah. yeah. And, and his friendship. And they do that but it's and it's very normal they do that, they have these stuff. Um even like when stuff goes starts going a, a bit wacky when they have like the first shark attacks, the people kind mm. of act normal, like the townsfolk act, you know. The mother is obviously like, like distraught. Oh, I felt bad for her. Yeah, um, like even the mayor, like say who, like he's he's a brilliant, brilliant actor in it. Even his motivations are kind of correct. He he, you know, obviously like a shark attack is like it's going to happen. It's inevitability at some point, but it's not something to like carry on. It's not you know it would be toxic. Yeah, but he's not he's not taking any precautions, is he? It's like he's. He's, he's a little bit irresponsible. He, he's he's massively irresponsible, man. Don't 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 give me that uh, Bob Morton shit where you're gonna try and defend him again. Like he's an asshole. In he, he, like, he, he, he is, but he's, he's, he's consistent. Like, he dies because of him. And who gets the slap? Brody gets the slap, not the mayor. It's bullshit. It's not Brody's fault. They bribed that fucking um, that. That shitty little man with a clipboard. They bribe him into saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's blameless. But yeah, you are. You said he's blameless. But I'm. I'm you saying... said the mayor is blameless and the hero of this film. I get erect thinking about him. We all heard it. Well, that as well. <laughs> I'm. Sorry. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying he's blameless, but he, his actions are understandable. Like Hooper as well. He's. Yeah. He, he. He's there for like research. He wants. They all have a very clear motivation and you understand where it is they're coming from so whether you agree or not you at least understand so like with yeah, him yeah. there he's trying to preserve the economic stability of the town throughout the summer yeah. um, Hooper's there for research he's obsessed with sharks it's his life passion um, fucking I keep blanking on the captain's name Brody. Brody. Brody's got to get over his fear of the sea. And yeah. like, I really, one thing I, I never got watching this movie, 
that really came through to me. Like, there's some beautiful shots of him like leaning out on the side of the boat. You know when they're chasing the shark for the first time? Yeah. And they're chasing the barrels through the water. And he's like, he's getting over he's getting over this fear of the ocean and he talks about it like it's drowning, it's drowning is the thing. And he's leaning out over the water and he's on this adventure and it's just him and the sea. And it's like I've never got that before. Well, oh wow, this is it's very much it's an adventure movie. It's play it's playing that man and nature thing. Let's yeah. like say the, the the sea as as nature, the fish as nature, like and they mesh. Mm. Let's say and like the, the one thing I really like about the hoop thing that really humanizes the character when he comes over for the meal, like with the family. Yeah, I, I like it's it. it's very very realistic. Yeah, like when he's like obviously really hungry, so just. Absolutely, they just absolutely scrans all the food, and like he just pours all the wine, and it just seems like a very, very normal. Like all of the characters seem very, very normal. Well, it's like he eats his meal, so he drinks all his wine, doesn't he? Yeah. But I did like that. He just sort of turns up, invites himself round, comes in, eats his dinner, and then drags him out <laughs> into the ocean to find his dead mate. Like. Talk about ruining your evening. He, like he probably could have got like a, like a sympathy blowjob or something off that five, couldn't he? I bet he's thinking, "Fuck, you know, why couldn't you come round tomorrow?" Jesus oh yeah, because she's like one bloke says, "Oh, just want to get drunk and fool around." Doesn't yeah. It? Oh yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She's no Susie Ray. Yeah, <laughs> oh god. And and then so then you have all these characters who are very normal, and you can see them just like absolutely thinking. And then you have like one of the greatest. Uh, it, it could be. Think about it. So it's one of the greatest like introductions to a character. Quinn. Yes. Yeah, man. Fingers on the chalkboard. How how many times has that been parodied or uh, paid homage? Like, Abs- that's in everything, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, like when I see when I see that, like the first thing I thought of was, um, you know, the film uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that Tim Burton film. I think in the entire film, I don't know the entire running time of the film, but Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is only in it for 20 minutes. Mm. I think Silence of the Lambs is similar. He's like, Hannibal Lecter's only on screen for like, it's somewhat stupid, like seven or 11 minutes and he got a fucking Oscar for it. Yeah, and, and like, I, 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 got to, I don't know, but I, I think Quint is very much similar in this. That like he's so burnt into the film, yeah. But he's maybe not in he's it not, that much. You don't even meet him till probably about halfway through or something. I think it's about an hour in that you get to him. It's only two hours long the movie, but yeah, like he's very much like I I I have not seen it for a long 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 time. And when I remembered it, I remembered a lot more of the three of them on the boat. But that's very much just the, the climax of the movie is the three of them on the boat going after the shark. And it's more about the politics of the island and stuff at the start of the movie. And yeah. all these failed attempts at like quarantining the shark or catching the shark or trying to shut down the beach. And we can't shut down the beach. And the actual chase on the boat is a very short part of the movie, but I remember that a lot more. And I think a lot of that is just because of Quinn. He- so fair fucking play to him. He, he he does kind of he, he kind of like he's like is he introducing kind of does steal the fear, the the film hmm. because there there is that introduction at the, the town meeting and like you all know me you know what I do what does he say you know how I how I make my my living or something yeah he's he's just a badass isn't he he like straight up tells him he 
Like, you get yeah. it done right or get it done twice. He said, and like, when I, when I watched it, I, I was thinking, like, it's kind of weird because it's, they have this town meeting where they're trying to figure out, like, how to deal with the issue. And Quint turns up and quite clearly tells them what he thinks mm. they need to do. And they all obviously know Quint. Yeah. But they all kind of treat him with kind of like... Kind of like a level of derision and kind of fear. And I was, I was thinking... Well, like, he's telling them exactly what they need to do. But it turns and they out end up that that's what they need to it, do. No, it turns out he's completely fucking wrong. Because he, he completely fails out on the ocean. He has to turn to Hooper and be like, right, how do you kill it with that thing then? Yeah, but he's right in the approach that you need to find, you need to kill it, and you need to get rid of it. They're trying to do that anyway, though. He's just saying, that I'll do it for more money. They eventually cave to him, and he can't do it anyway, so... Yeah, but, like... And th- and they kind of have this weird kind of level of kind of suspicion about it. And I was like, it's like why would... Freak. No, well, no. Right, because they know. And like I say, this is what we're talking about, the uh, Indianapolis thing. Like, they know his past. You know, so they know he's excellent. It's like, what the fuck can they tell him? If people know what he's been through... What, you mean the um, the USS mm-hmm. Indianapolis story? Yeah. So people would know that he's come back from the war hmm. as a veteran. And, like, the collective this town is, kind of this guilt... Is, this is 30 years after that, so I'm not sure. This is 30 years after World War Two. Yeah, but that's a, that's a man who's still experienced that thing. Mm. Can you imagine a collective, like, character? That's somebody who's done that. And that really kind of made me think, think about how they would feel about this character. It's like, what, like, what can they say to him? It's... In terms of what can they say to him in terms of what? What, if they meet him for the first time? When, 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 he's, when he's telling them advice... Yeah. When they're telling me advice, it's like... Well, they just say to him, we'll, we'll take it under advisement. Yeah. No, it really made me think I mean, about, he's, like, he's his not place. Dragons, and... He goes in and pitches, but it's not Dragon's Den at the end of the day. Like... Yeah, but, like, when he says something, you've got to know he's serious, though. That, that's the kind of point yeah, I'm Yeah, he might be make. serious, but as I say, he does turn out that he's wrong. And Hooper straight up tells him, when he meets him in his workshop, like, it's this isn't some fucking... What does he say? Like a... Like a Paul Baskin shark or Tiger shark or something. It's a fucking great white man. Yeah, I think yeah, he definitely underestimates it, but he knows his mission is to dist- to, to kill the enemy. Yeah, he knows enough. straight away. Whereas, like, like from the start, people are a bit like, oh, we're not sure, but he knows straight away that the enemy needs to be destroyed. Not at that point, because at that point, they've already offered the $3,000 bounty anyway, so one's lining up. To like that, anyway, but for me, I, like I said, I think the money for him is that he knows that he needs to be destroyed. Mm. Maybe. I liked his list of... Uh, his, like, his runner list. Uh, apricot brandy, he wanted caviar, a colour TV, and he likes uh, swimming behind bow-legged women as well. I thought that was fun. One thing I thought was weird about Richard Dreyfuss' character in this film as well was when he's freaking out at the torso in the arm, in the box, you know, when he's inspecting the what's left of the cadaver from what's she called... Casey, the girl that dies at the start, the, the swimmer, Chrissy. Yeah, um, 
when he's in space, he's like freaking out and like, oh, I need some water and like getting really agitated. He's like, do you not do this for a living? Like, if he's good enough to be able to say that I know the size of this shark based on these bites, you must have seen it before. So why is he freaking out so much? I understand like, in terms of the narrative and what they're trying to get across on screen why he's doing it, but if you actually think about who he is, then well, I don't, I don't it, think it, it. I suppose it's his character arc, isn't it? It's, it's like, he's dead smart because he's a, he's a, um, a college kid. College boy, but you're something. not experienced it in real life. Quint is the one who's experienced it in real life, but he doesn't know, he hasn't got the smarts of it. Kind of pretty smart, yeah. And Brody's, the, smart. Brody's the fish out of water, but he's in water. The greatest line in the movie a tiger shark, a what as well. A word that guy, I don't know where they found him, but I'm glad they did. Um, did you notice when they set off out to sea as well, when Brody's wife is getting upset and he's, he's jumping on the boat, she like proper girl runs out of the uh, out of the dock. Did you see that? Like arms flailing up in the air like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh. <laughs> but after that, they're out on the ocean, aren't they? And that's when the film starts picking up. The barrels, I thought, was a fun way to... Uh, to not be able to afford a shark all the time. <laughs> so they just had the barrels floating around. Uh, they did it a bit with, uh, you know when those two fucking Muppets, you know the wet bandits try and catch the shark with the uh, the wife's holiday ropes? Yes. Them idiots. Uh, they did it for the first time with where they, the piece of wood like turns around and they're using that instead of showing a shark, they're showing the piece well, of wood. Well, I mean, I mean that, that's possibly one of the things that you could argue about the film that like in some ways that when they actually show the actual shark it's it's less scary I when, don't think so like when, when they show the more suspicion of the shark it can be more but like that's like, I, I don't care it's I everyone, everyone rags on the shark these days I think it looks fine man like it looks better than that shit in like Deep Blue Sea Love Deep Blue Sea. Oh, fuck off. No, you don't. It's trash. I love it. You don't love it. No I do. It is absolutely It looks better than that shit. And, like, it, it is really good. The, 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 way, the way they do it with the barrels is, like, I think that's good. I think that's cool. Well, it's it's like, good. It's, it's a nice tempo of pace to the film. It's like, like that. And it, it's kind of like an increasing pace because you can go, oh, they've done one now. And it's like, oh, one, two, three. And it's, oh, it's getting quick. And, it, it, like, it, it, shot, it, like, it kind of, like, goes with the pace of the film. It's great. What do you think? Um, what do you think about the friendship between Hooper and Quint as the film goes on? Like the scene where they're comparing the scars. I thought that was really nice. And like, well, I drink to your leg, like, you drink to my leg. Like, because they they have that sort of like when he talks to him about the um, the working class bullshit, and then he's like, oh, you got you got rich boy hands, and they, they're like they're at ends, but then. You know they start to collaborate and their ideas are working together and it's like the um, the grit meets like the smarts kind of thing. Well, it, it's a th- it well, it's, it, it's a three way thing. It's between or it's between Quint Hooper yeah. and Brody and and it is that nice linkage of all of the three characters. It, it's it's like all like you could argue like the same like different aspects of one psyche and it all coming together. Yeah. Or so you think, because I've uncovered this movie in okay. the final scene. This film, oh, fuck a dog. This film is actually about 
two men's incredibly elaborate plot to murder Quinn. They basically, they take him out there just to have him eaten by the shark, right? In that final bit where he goes, um, Richard Dreyfus goes down in the cage and then the shark ends up attacking the boat and Quinn slides down and gets eaten, Brody well could have saved him, but that was the plan all along. He fakes out the shark, Brody lets Quinn die, and like, Luke, what's your evidence? At the very end, right, you know when he's on the, um, he's on in the crow's nest with the gun as the boat's sinking, and Hooper swims over to him, and they just both start laughing manically. <laughs> and they're like, I was like, are they laughing because Quinn's dead? What's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, now we don't have to pay him. Five grand <laughs> They've got really two tr- two problems at once, I suppose, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, they dug the city out of the financial hole but paying Quint. And they got rid of that being. fucking crazy bath. And they got rid of Shark, so, uh, brilliant, man. And then they're swimming back, like, they're instantly over Quint's death, because he's just like, oh, what about Quint? He's like, no, he didn't yeah. make it. Like, oh, well, <laughs> let's swim Bye. back. Bye! Right, so back on Quint, man. Yeah. So, like, like, he's very pirate, isn't he? Yeah. What's his accent supposed to be, by the way? He's from, like, the Highlander school of accents, is he, isn't he? He's not, he's not Boston. Don't know. He's, like, nearly Irish, Quint. I don't know what's going on with him. Well, they, they, have, they have Irish in Boston, I don't, don't I they? don't know what he's trying to do, but he's got a strange accent. But he, he, he's very out. pirate, isn't he? And yeah, like, yeah, 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 sure. And then he, like, he sings the song, the, uh... Fair Spanish ladies. Oh, yeah. Sea shanty. Yes, yes, yes. So I looked into sea shanties. Okay. It's like, why? Because he seems to be like kind of a weird thing. It's like, why? Well, like, what? Well, like, why were they a thing? Something to do. No, it's, it's like really actually, like, what, he, what, what they actually were, were... In terms of like working on like a boat, it was like essentially like a work song, but in terms of the the singing, it was in terms of the rhythm. So if it was like um, an action that we're doing, so be it like if it was a if it, if you were in a field, like say ploughing, it would be a certain rhythm. But if it was on a boat, say maybe pulling oars or like ropes, it would be in a different like. Oh okay. Mm. Cool. So it was essentially like a productivity kind of mechanism. They're never ever working while they're singing in this movie though, are they? They're always drinking and singing. Well, this is the thing. It's like, how do they carry on? Um, So, in terms of what was actually sung in them, it was, um, a lot of the time, it was improvised. Okay. The shanties. So, like, depending on who was, like, actually sort of conducting it would, like, dictate on what the songs were. But then, as, in terms of maritime, as the mechanisation, like, came in, obviously you would require less men, less needed of, like, actual physical labour. So this kind of thing actually came away. How many times do you want to say actually, by the way? (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Actually, in terms of actualising the terms, it's okay. kind of like an actual... Okay, so? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in terms of actually terms... Actually. What are you trying to say? 
when mechanisation came in, right, it became an art form. It was brought in from the sea and presented as an entertainment form, right, and that brought like the music from the sea onto the land as like an art form, and then obviously like other music has sprung from that. And now we've got the band Ailstorm. Probably. Aren't we lucky? Thanks, sea shanties. Mm. So... That is quite interesting, to be fair. Yeah. In terms of sea shanties. But... You said it in terms of, in terms of actual sea shanties. It is actual, but... <laughs> That's an interesting tidbit, man. I've never really thought about it. Like, my, my, my takeaway from this movie was it was more, that was a cool film, not I wonder where Sea Shadows came from. But do you think that... <laughs> so do you think that the sequels deserve mentioning at all? Have you seen any of them? I, yeah, I think I've pretty much seen most of them. But I was oh thinking, God, like, I'm so sorry. it's like I would have uh, brought it up if I like, known. I think, like nowadays, like I think if they had like a Jaws sequel, it would be like the USS Indianapolis story. That'd be a prequel then. Well, yeah, like a pre, but Can like we get George Lucas to do it. Yeah, but like that might actually be quite good because like even that seems like the kind of film that they would just immediately cast Tom Hanks as the lead role. But like say, like when he's describing it, it does sound legitimately terrifying. Yeah, I looked it up. the The USS Indianapolis. It is the largest loss of life at sea in a single event in the U.S. Navy's history. I think. Fuck! Yeah, it was. It started off about 1,100 people and finished on 316, so loss of life about uh, 800 or some shit. Basically, people just dying of dehydration, exposure, pneumonia, salt water poisoning, shark attacks, harrowing shit. Like, the story Quint tells of going up, like, finding someone you thought he knew. Sweet, like, because it, it's hard to understand the story in your head when he's talking about it. Because he's saying, like, oh, on, the, on this day, on, like, the Thursday, I found someone I knew. And I'm like, what, is he, like, walking around? They're like, no, there's so fucking many of them just floating in the ocean. So far away they, from land. Yeah, that they're basically a little floating civilization. When he talks about, like, they're making, like, formations together to stay afloat. They, they're basically becoming a floating human city. And when he talked about floating over to the guy that he knew and it turns out it's just the top half of a corpse bobbing around, it's awful. So I hope they don't make that goddamn movie. But if they do, just don't cast Tom Hanks as the lead role because I know you want to. But don't do it. Look at me. I'm the shark now. <laughs> So what do you think? What's your final rating on this film? Oh shit, are you doing a Tasty Steve's uh, fight rating for Quint versus the shark? Is the shark called Jaws? It's, it is just called Jaws, I don't care. Okay, so Quint versus Jaws, Tasty Steve's fight rating. What are you saying? Uh, let's, what is that? <laughs> Tasty's fight rating of uh, impromptu Quint versus Quint George versus the shark. shark. Right, honestly, I mean, he comes tooled up, Quint. Yeah, he ain't no mug. Yeah, 
This ain't his first fucking rodeo. No, definitely not. He's got a thing. I'm, like, you can actually look online that that, that gun that he actually uses actually is... Actually uses, in terms of guns. Actually, he actually, actually uses it. He actually uses it in terms of a gun. Mm. He's an actual, actual gun. Yeah. It, it, it's a real legitimate gun that he, like, is working. Well, I'd I'd people use it. I'd imagine so, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd imagine that boat's a real working boat that people actually used as well. No, but the gun, <laughs> the gun could be a prop, obviously. Oh, you mean, oh, right, is that what you mean? The oh, shit. So it's, oh, it's an actual live firing yep. gun that he's using in the, in, oh, right, yeah, oh, sorry. Le- I didn't legitimate... what you meant. Yeah, it's a legitimate gun. Oh, I thought you were just saying, like, you know how in uh, um, in Alien they've got, like, the fucking flamethrower machine gun thing? It's like, that's not a legitimate gun. Yeah, no. I thought you meant like that, like, uh, you were trying to tell me, oh, by the way, Steven Spielberg didn't just invent, like, uh, maritime hunting weapons to present in this movie. Yeah. I thought you were saying that, I was like, well, obviously. No, it is. Oh, right, shit. It's a real gun. Fair enough, man. Why? Sorry. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It Fair really so, is. So, yeah, he's kitted up, he's got his real gun. He's kitted up. So we, we real can't gun, be... rubber shark. <laughs> so we've we got to give him some high scores for that in terms of yeah, prep. Yeah. yeah. But, like, in terms of execution-wise... <laughs> Three out of ten. Yeah, he eats. Would not donate to his Patreon based on this performance, quite frankly. Just footwear. I think he's footwear's fault. He's, he seems very slippy. I didn't, oh, God, yeah. But, I mean, he tries to pull guard on that shark's mouth and it simply isn't working. <laughs> he just slips straight in there. He'll natural, like... His death is fucked up, man. He essentially just gets crushed. He's spitting out all that goddamn blood. Do you think there was any way he could have he could have won? No, I it, it it's one of those ones. It was over. Whereas it's it's kind of the shark is eating part of the entire yeah. thing, and the, the, his done. death is important in terms of everything so, else. And then what remains is what needs to remain. Overall rating for that fight, then. In terms, in terms of. I, th- I think Jaws. I think Jaws is the winner. Jaws is the winner. I think Jaws plays a pretty sound game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, pretty, it's a technical he, fight. He, he, he makes no mistakes. You've, you've got to get him 9 out of 10, frankly. Nine out of t- he makes no mistakes, but only gets 9 out of 10. Huh? If he made no mistake, then why doesn't he get a pure 10? Yeah, because he's... Uh, yeah. So, the final thing I want to talk about. You know what? I've got like a fucking... Like a rock-solid cop for Chekhov's gun. God. So Chekhov's gun in this movie, the thing about when the barrel falls at the start, the compressed uh, air tank, and Hooper says, don't fuck around with them because they'll explode. Yeah. The idea of Chekhov's gun is now, if that fucking barrel doesn't explode by the end of this movie, then there was absolutely no point including that scene. Yeah. The barrel explodes at the end of the movie, so... Yeah, I I like it. It satisfies me. Well, the, the 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 film is very complete. Like I say, all all the the, the character arcs, all the storylines, they kind of complete and end at the right part. Yeah. Like I say, they made subsequent like masterfully done. Yeah, they made subsequent sequels that weren't needed. Did Spielberg make any sequels? Or I, I'm not sure. I mean, I would say I've I've seen I've seen pretty much all. I imagine of them. not. He's not. Does he really do sequels apart from like Indiana Jones? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man. 
Depends how much money's in it. Mm. I mean, like I said, it seems to be like two and three, not I mean, that trash, but like I think beyond that, I think they went very bad. Yeah, probably. But overall, Jaws, I'd give it a solid eight, nine out of ten. Like it, it knows what it is and it does it well. It I think it appeals to like a broad range as well. Yeah, it's got a bit of everything. It's scary, it's funny, it's adventurous. And like, like realistic. It's got a big old rubber shark. And it's just like worth it for Quint alone, frankly. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Would recommend. If you haven't seen Jaws, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Yeah. You're bastard. You cat. Twats. You got anything else you want to say? No. Come watch Jaws if you haven't watched it and listen to this twice for being a dick. What do you want to do next week? What movie? I don't know. Maybe we'll leave it as a surprise. <laughs> Maybe we'll try and get onto the haunted Twitter account. <laughs> we can tweet it out. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. Fuck it. But not. <laughs> Definitely not. That's not what it's going to be. So don't worry about that.